we got, got the alternative energy. You are listening to the Radioactive Show, and my name is Lavanya. The Radioactive Show is produced on the unceded lands of the Wurundjeri people at the 3CR studios in Melbourne and broadcast nationally through the Community Radio Network. This week, we commemorate Hiroshima and Nagasaki Day. This August 6 and 9 marked 74 years since atomic bombs were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki respectively, devastating the cities, the infrastructure, hundreds and thousands of civilians and their families, plus leaving survivors with increased rates of chronic diseases and cancer. Hiroshima and Nagasaki days are also an opportunity to raise awareness of the humanitarian consequences of nuclear weapons by centering the stories of survivors as well as those who dedicate themselves to ensure that nuclear weapons are never used again by working towards their total prohibition and elimination. President and delegates, I am honoured to be given this opportunity as a survivor from Hiroshima to speak... That is Setsuko Tello, Hiroshima survivor and disarmament campaigner. Already 72 years have passed since my beloved hometown was utterly destroyed by one atomic bomb. Those of us who survived became convinced that no human beings should ever have to experience the inhumanity and unspeakable suffering of nuclear weapons. And we Hibakusha have worked tirelessly for decades for the total elimination of those devices of mass murder, cross and cross-generational radioactive violence. We made a vow to our loved ones that their death will not be in vain. By now, about 250,000 people have perished in Hiroshima alone. Many people whose dream was nuclear weapon abolition in their lifetime. Whenever I remember Hiroshima, the first image that comes to my mind is my four-year-old nephew who was transformed into an unrecognizable, blackened, swollen, melted chunk of flesh who kept begging for water in a faint voice until his death released him from agony. This little boy's image has come to represent in my mind all the innocent children of the world, threatened as they are at this very moment by nuclear weapons. Your task this week, and again over three weeks in June and July, is to establish a clear new international standard to declare in no uncertain terms 
that nuclear weapons are illegitimate, immoral, and illegal. I am not the naive. I know that some nations will dismiss this instrument. They will cling to their misguided belief that they are somehow entitled to possess these life-destroying weapons with, which threaten us all. I especially condemn the Japanese government's inability to fully commit to these negotiations. Indeed, yesterday morning, the Japanese government official speech deepened Hibakusha's feeling of being continuously betrayed and abandoned by their own country. They claim to be playing a vital role in nuclear disarmament by bringing foreign dignitaries to Hiroshima with the hope that they will learn the reality of nuclear catastrophe. But these are empty, evasive actions as they continue to take shelter under the United States nuclear umbrella. Indeed, they should take, you know, instead, they should take independent position which responds to the will of Japanese people. For those of you delegates who are genuinely serious about disarmament, I want you to feel the presence of not only the future generations who, who will benefit from your negotiations to ban nuclear weapons, but to feel also the spirit of the dead witnesses from Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The memories of and images of those perished have always supported and guided me. I think this is how many survivors have kept on living to make sure that the death of their loved ones were not in vain. As you proceed through this week, I hope you also feel their presence and support. Please do your job well and know that we Hibaksha survivors have no doubt that this treaty can and will change the world. Thank you. That was Setsuko Thurlow speaking at the nuclear ban treaty negotiations at the UN in March 2017.
Four months later, after intensive negotiations, two-thirds of the world's nations voted to adopt the UN Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons. There are thousands of survivor stories like Setsuko's that bring to light the unimaginable trauma of survivors. But not all these stories are placed in 1945 Japan. They extend throughout the 20th century to survivors of detonations and tests in Kazakhstan by the Soviet Union, in India, in Pakistan, in China, as well as Australia and the US, where they also intersect with the story of nuclear colonialism and disproportionately affect and devastate indigenous people and their lands. The British government conducted 12 major nuclear tests in Australia between 1952 and 1957, in the Montebello Islands, Emu Fields and Maralinga. Sue Coleman Hasseldine, Kokoda nuclear test survivor, was also part of the UN ban treaty negotiations in 2017. Australia boycotted these negotiations. Thank you, Madam President. My name is Sue Coleman Hazeldine. I was born in 1951 on Kniba Mission. I was a small child when the British and Australian governments tested nuclear weapons in the South Australian desert near my birthplace. For over a decade, full nuclear explosions and hundreds of experiments dispersed plutonium and other weapons materials, contaminating almost all of Australia. Aboriginal people were still living close to the test sites and were told nothing about radiation. Some communities were so contaminated that most people developed acute radiation sickness. High rates of cancer were eventually documented in the 16,000 test workers, but no studies were done on Aboriginal people and others living in areas of fallout, many of whom were even more highly exposed. High rates of cancer and chronic illness haunt my family and our wider community. My small town of Sejuna is being called the cancer capital of Australia. I worry about animals and plants which are also harmed by radiation. They can't speak for themselves and are ignored and left to die. Today the Australian and South Australian governments are again proposing new nuclear waste dumps for South Australia. As if having been poisoned once, it's somehow okay for us and our lands to be radioactively sacrificed again. The language and rationale being used today is very similar to that of the 1950s. Desolate, unused lands, being used in the national interest. We won't accept this, not for us, not for the broader community. We know from bitter experience that nuclear materials and weapons can never be safe. Aboriginal people have the oldest living culture on the planet and have cared for these lands continuously. Despite attempts to annihilate, assimilate and suppress us, we remain committed to looking after our people, cultural knowledge, lands and waters. Though we live in remote Australia, we now know that everywhere they have been used worldwide, nuclear weapons have devastated people and their lands. Together we need to connect the past, present and future and work towards a treaty to ban all nuclear weapons so there will be no new victims under a mushroom cloud. A nuclear ban treaty is also an opportunity to assist countries to make amends to victims of nuclear weapons. The treaty should acknowledge the permanent damage done to people, land and culture across generations, and particularly for indigenous people worldwide. 
it should require countries to address the needs of impacted people. I am speaking to you today in the hope that by working together, life on Earth can continue into a safe, nuclear-free future. A nuclear weapons ban treaty is a crucial step on the path to that future becoming a reality as it must. I know that the future is not ours. It will forever belong to the next generation. Thank you for listening to me. That was Sue Coleman Hasseldine speaking of her lived experience as a First Nations nuclear test survivor and the policy rhetoric that enables such nuclear colonialism and devastation. Setsuko Thurlow's and Auntie Sue's are only two survivor stories heard at the nuclear ban treaty negotiations that day in 2017, and they make a powerful case for the total prohibition of nuclear weapons. The TPNW now has 70 signatories and has been ratified by 25 countries. Once that number reaches 50, the treaty will come into force and become international law. Australia can no longer ignore the growing movement towards the total prohibition of nuclear weapons. This week, the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons launched its new report, Choosing Humanity and Why Australia Must Join the Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons. The report sets out in detail the case for Australia to join the global majority of nations in supporting this treaty. Now, we bring to you a speech by Dimity Hawkins, ICANN founder, launching the report on Hiroshima Day in Melbourne.
half ten to finish early, and have been notified by twenty-five countries. Once that number reaches fifty, the treaty will come into force and become international law. This decree can no longer ignore the prohibition of nuclear weapons. This week, the international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons launched a new report to the humanity and why Australia must join the treaty on the prohibition of nuclear weapons. The report sets out in detail the case for Australia to join in supporting this treaty. Now, we bring to you a speech by Timothy Hawkins, our camp founder, launching a report on Hiroshima Day in Melbourne. And then, seventeen, yes, for the to make a passage of nuclear weapons.
Hawkins from ICANN speaking at their new report, Choosing Humanity's Launch in Melbourne. That's all we've got time for today. Thanks for listening to The Radioactive Show. You can download the podcast of this program at www.3cr.org.au slash radioactive. 
The Radioactive Show was produced with the support of the Friends of the Earth Melbourne's Nuclear Free Collective in the studios of 3CR on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation in Fitzroy, Victoria, and is broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. Thanks for listening in, and tune in again next week for more news and views on nuclear peace and energy issues.